0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. Today is Tuesday, July the 11th, 2017. Today we are reading from the big book and we are at page 66, the second paragraph, If We Were to Live. Today's readers are The 12 Steps, Marietta P., The 12 Traditions, Rebecca B., and readers of the text, Rachel W., Deb W., and Lisa H. The reference number for yesterday, Monday, July the 10th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 10134, and the 10 a.m. meeting is 10136. OA Preamble. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Marietta P. to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning, Marietta P. from Virginia, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admit it, we were powerless over food and that our lives become unmanageable. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to all of them. Nine, made direct direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to prove our conscious contact with God as we understood in praying, only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And with that, I pass and thank you.
0: Thank you, Marietta P. And Rebecca B. will read the 12 traditions.
2: Good morning. This is Rebecca B. from Boston, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever engaging us to place principles before personalities. Thanks so much and have a great day.
0: Thank you, Rebecca B. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous The second paragraph, if we were to live, through three paragraphs, ending with, thy will be done. And we will be commenting on all three. I'll now ask Rachel W. to begin reading.
3: Good morning, Lynn. Thank you so much for your service. This is Rachel W., a cover-compulsive reader, calling from New York. If we were to live, we had to be free of anger. The grouch and the brainstorm were not for us. They may be the dubious luxury of normal men, but for alcoholics, these things are poison. We turned back to the list where it held the key to the future. We were prepared to look at it from an entirely different angle. We began to see that the world and its people really dominated us. In that state, the wrongdoing of others, fancied or real, had power to actually kill. How could we escape? We saw that these resentments must be mastered, but how? We could not wish them away any more than alcohol. This was our course. We realized that the people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. Though we did not like their symptoms and the way they disturbed us, they, like like ourselves, were sick too. We asked God to help us show them the same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. When a person offended, we said to ourselves, this is a sick man. How can I be helpful to him? God, save me from being angry. Thy will be done just setting my timer and um, I'm really appreciating reading this today because um, the book is reminding me that I, I haven't yet seen what it is to truly live. I don't know what living is. And even if I'm abstinent, that's wonderful. But if I'm harboring this resentment and anger, I'm not fully alive. And of course I'm talking about, you know, the book is talking about emotional spiritual death as well. And there's, there's only one reason for this and that's because I'm not allowing my higher power into every corner of my life. And the main reason I'm doing this is because I think I know better. I have a better plan. Um, I think that I know what's better for everybody else. And and this is the whole reason I'm doing this fourth step anyway, because I've made my problems larger than than my higher power. My problems, when they become larger than my higher power, then I fall into a place of anger and, and resentment. And under that, under the resentment itself is, is fear, is pain. It's all, it, it's never, you know, with me, I, I know, like it's not about the other person. It's about whatever I'm projecting onto them. And I've, I've got to feel what I need to feel, you know, to, to move forward in this. And so I make the list and that the list becomes that the book is telling me also that it's an asset, you know, this process. And we were reminded so many times, but I appreciate these reminders that, that this you know the the what i you know the the uncomfortability the resentments the 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 darkness you know there's this is the key of the future you know writing out that list i learn about myself i know my patterns uh, my sponsor helped me see my patterns and um you know ultimately it's not about those other people anymore it's really about me not accepting life on life's terms and um and but i have to know also that when we're reading this just to, to remind ourselves that we did do a step 3 you know i did make that decision to turn my will over to my higher power and that's the requirement in step 4 i've got to have a step 2 you know my higher power base has to be bigger than anything going on in my step 4 so i lean into this process and i i'm reminded that god speaks to me through other people and through these patterns, I discover who I am. And, and the truth is the shortcut version of the fourth step is at the end, this is where I end up every time, you know, remembering that God is in control and there is, there is another plan for everybody. And, and I, you know, this, this turning back to to in the, at the end of the paragraph, you know, where it's reminding me to turn back to God and remember that people are not perfect. And I I think the long i this process, I'm seeing that there's two kinds of people that walk the planet and that's, those who do the twelve steps and those who should because these this is a design for living that's for everybody and um and I'm reminded my my somebody showed me and i will end with this somebody showed me the example of of taking someone I'm resentful at and and putting them like making my hands into the all state commercial hands you know and and imagining them in god's hands like that and and not in in, in my you know someone that I think I can um, control, but rather putting into God's hands, releasing them into their own process. And um, I'm really just so grateful for this this whole reading. So thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Rachel W. We'll now open up for sharing on what was just read. And if I could please ask that you just say your name once, it helps me get the list down. So who would like to comment, please?
4: Nessa R.
5: Charles H. Z. Nat M. Chris Irene.
6: M. Vasa O.
0: Okay, let's start with that lineup. I'll tell you who I have, and I did miss a lady between Nessa and Charles. I have Nessa R. Then there was a lady. I have Charles H., Kim G., Matt M., Chris, I believe, and Vasa O.
7: Tina, X. Tina
0: S. Tina S. Great. Okay. Yes. Let's go with that lineup first, please. So Nessa R, could you start for us, please? Followed by Tina.
4: Thank you. Hi Lynn. Good morning, vision for you. This is Nessa R, a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. The wrongdoing of others, fancied or real, um, you know, this tells me there's this three sides to every story. My side, their side and the truth. And I know that when I have a deep-seated resentment, a resentment that keeps coming up, uh, regardless of how many um, step tens I do on it, it's because I'm becoming entrenched on the fact that I am right. And, you know, when when that is the case, I close myself off to letting go of that resentment, you know, that that so-called justifiable anger. Um, that we say is the, is the, is the uh, dubious bent, the dubious uh, privilege of, of, of normal men um, is what keeps me in that resentment and I gotta let go of it because you know my my troubles are of my own making you know when I have a problem, I am the problem and it stems from my, perspe- from, my from my perspective you know um, there is real there 's no commandment to to be to be right, and I can either be right and or, or I can be happy. The two of them are mutually exclusive. And when I do uh, step four or step 10, being right is totally irrelevant. You know, what matters is what is my part in it. And my part in it, even though it may be small, is the only thing that I need to focus on. You know, I have to focus only on myself. That's why when we do the step four in columns, as we have learned, column one um, is the other person column four is my part in it and that is the one uh, column that i need to focus on because that is the one column that gives me relief believe it or not you know focusing on my part empowers me to actually overcome the resentment and to and when i overcome the resentment i overcome the reason to get back into the food so um, in order to do that i need to let go of 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 the of the uh, need to be right um, again I just I want to repeat because this is something that guides my life I can either be right or I can be happy and today I choose to be happy and to do that I need to let go the des- the resentment that keeps me subjugated to circumstances you know I cannot place my well-being in the hand of other people or in the hands of circumstances you know my well-being has to come from within uh, from reliance on a power greater than myself, uh, which by definition uh, means that, you know, it doesn't matter if I am right, you know, circumstances are what they are, you know, the situation from the other person's perspective, they also may think that they are right. And so what? Nothing changes, okay? I cannot influence the other person. I cannot change the other person. I can only change myself and my perspective by doing this work, by going through the steps, which teach me a, a brand-new way of thinking and approaching life. Uh, and that's what's going to bring me happy and well, uh, happiness and well-being, and
7: with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Nessa R. Tina S., it's your turn, and Charles H., you'll be next.
7: Thanks, Lynn, for your service. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Uh, grateful to be on the line. Really some great stuff here. You know. Uh, You know, by this time, I hope that, you know, I realize that I make uh, decisions based on self that place me in a position to be harmed, because if I don't know that, then I'm not prepared to look at this from any kind of angle except from looking at you. And, And I like that, you know, that it's a spiritual axiom, a spiritual truth that when I'm disturbed, there's something wrong right here. So if I can look at me instead of you, I've got a shot. And then it tells us, you know, it tells us our course. This was our course tells me exactly what to do. We realized that people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. You know, I got that early on. And when I read that paragraph, I was like, yeah, they sure are sick. But then it goes on to say, though we did not like their symptoms and the way they disturbed us, they, like ourselves, were sick. You know, I'm in the same boat. I am perhaps spiritually sick, especially if I'm, I'm looking at you and not me. You know, and then we ask God to help us show them the same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. You know, I cannot do this on my own. If I am not relying on a power greater than myself, I'm in, uh, I am in the driver's seat, and I'm looking for what I can get from this all. And this is a sick man. How can I be helpful to him? If that is just to stay away, you know, then I'm helpful. And then it says, God, save me from being angry, because that's where it starts. Thy will be done. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: And thank you, Tina S. Charles H., it's your turn. And Kim G., you'll be next.
8: Thank you, Lynn, for your service. Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater. A couple of things I want to say before I even jump down out the the plane. Um, Nobody's too dumb to work this program, although some, some of us know it all, might die because I'm too smart, too intellectual. And losing weight is a transfiguration. Losing negativity is the transformation. Um, I love this 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 sick man's prayer on the top of page 67. Um, and, and guess what? If I'm resentful, I'm sick too. So many times before, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm resentful at that person. That person is sick. No, I'm sick too. No, I am sick, too, straight up. Like, there's no superiority here. I'm a human being. You know, I love what my pastor said. He said something that was very profound. He said, you know what? Church people are sick people. (laughs) He said that. Because you know what? We are human beings, right? We'll never claim perfection. Never. And if you do, you're very sick. Very sick. I'm, I know I'm very sick. I identify with Bill. He was he was uh he was an amazing man, egotistical but amazing. He made a great contribution by doing this, and um and I need to do this thing. Every, do this do like my friend Tina S I need to do this do to get this do. I won't get it if I don't do it. Right. This is the stuff that getting rid of. We don't care about how great you are or, or, or the character assets. We want to know what needs to be subtracted. And like I said last week, subtraction is addition. Because when I subtract negativity from my life, somehow positivity um, seeps in like a, like a flood. I love it. This process here is transforming my life one day at a time. I let go of all those preconceived notions. I let go of people and what they got to do. You got to do what you got to do, boo. Do what you got to do. I got to do this program. You know what? I let go a lot of sponsors that don't. I ain't let them go. They just don't call me, and I don't call them. Because you know what what, what this teaches me? This teaches me that it ain't about me. Had Had this power originated in me? No. There's no more power in me than there's in you. Anybody can do this. You ain't you, 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 you. don't have to be intellectual to do this. You don't. All you got to do is be desperate every single day. Day one every day, baby. Team day one every day. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Charles H. Kim G., it's your turn. And Matt M., you'll be next.
9: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. We were prepared to look at it from an entirely different angle. I love that wording because we often hear my part. And if I'm saying my part, obviously I'm saying you have a part. But no, I'm looking at this from an entirely different angle. We begin to see that the world and its people really dominated us. And I started to see that you know kids teased me because I had really bad teeth as a young kid, like in third and fourth grade, and wound up wearing braces for seven years, but I'm still in my early 20s, and those kids' voices are going around in my head, even though I haven't seen them in a decade. In that state, the wrongdoing of others, fancied or real, had the power to actually kill. That's why I need to have this process, fancied or real. And I often use this example. When I was a kid, we would go to my mom's house, all the, my cousins on my mom's side, I would try to be so good And invariably she would come over and she would say, that's it, we're out of here. And I couldn't figure out what I did wrong. And the next time I would try to be even better and I would stay in the corner and try not to be noticed and my mom would come over again and say, that's it, we're out of here. Well, after working through this process and talking to my mother, I found out that my mom, my grandfather was an active alcoholic, which I knew. And my mother knew the beer that would put him over the edge. And she never wanted us kids to see her father that way. And when she saw him take that beer, she would come over to us and say, that's it, we're out of here. So it had nothing to do with me. And I have to tell you, even now as a recovered woman, I can catch myself getting in a crowd and thinking to myself, I better get in the corner and be quiet and not be noticed. So that way that I developed my life had nothing to do with reality. And I have to tell you also, I asked my brother about it, who's a year and a half younger than me. About what he remembers about these incidents, and he has no idea what he's talking about. So not only is this that it was it was it was fancied in this kid's interpretation, but it was my alcoholic brain's interpretation of this because my brother doesn't even remember it. So it, this these people were dominating me who were no longer in my life. These incidents in my life, fancied or real, were were had the power to actually kill me. So as we move to this prayer, it says. Though we did not like their symptoms, which is column two, and the way that they disturbed us, which is column three, so if I want to get rid of these, I have to soften my heart through this prayer. And I want to end with this: is this is we're going to learn three prayers in this four step. We're going to have a sick man's prayer, we learn a resentment, a fear prayer, and three relationship prayers. The mistake I made was I left these prayers in step four. These are the prayers that are going to help us for the rest of our life. God save me from being angry. Don't save me from what other people are doing. It's my reaction and my anger that God can save me from. And that way people can be whoever they want to be. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kim G. Matt M., it's your turn. And Chris, you'll be next. Can you hear me? We can, thank you.
8: Thank you for your service, Lynn. Good
5: evening. Good evening. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt I'm from New Jersey. Um, I love the sick man's prayer because I have to say this constantly for people in my life who had, I had to cut out of my life or they had to cut me out of their life. They're really sick people, people who claim to be recovered and their, their behavior says otherwise. And I really had to let that go because, you know, for me, holding on to that resentment, you know, just makes me hurt. I'm the one, I'm the one who's drinking the poison and expecting the other person to die. I had to lose a really primary relationship for me to realize that finally, you know, um, realize that people who are wrong us are perhaps spiritually sick. And that's true. I know for myself I'm still spiritually sick. I'm not recovered yet. It's been a long journey for me, and I realized that for myself I have to take it every day, everything in stride, and try to live, live my life, take my life as it comes, and live, and live my life, you know. And, um... You know, it's true, the, gr- the grouch and the brainstorm are not for us. They do be your reflection or for alcohol. These things are poison. They are poison, the grouch. I can be grouchy as they come sometimes, but I have to let it go as soon as I feel those feelings and do 10 steps eventually. Because if I don't do those things, then I'm going to wind up back at the food like I was before, off and on the wagon for keeps. Like the psychopath and the doctor's um, opinion and that's not who I really want to be anymore. I'm grateful for today that I can be the person I know my, my family wants me to be, and I know that I want to be, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Matt. Um, uh, Chris? I don't have yes, the initials or the last name. Hi, great. You're up, and Vasa O, you'll be next.
10: Chrissy G, Recovered Compulsive Overeater and Anorexic from New Jersey. Good morning. Um, I really need to, I needed to understand what how we're sick because when I'm trying to compare and I'm saying this prayer and I'm saying it with all my heart and really wanting to see these people as sick and earnestly wanting, wanting to understand how I can be more compassionate towards these people. It it was hard to reconcile in my head how they're sick. You know, if someone's sick and they, they have cancer and they didn't, do anything to get the cancer. The cancer just came upon them. It didn't apply to the people that were in my life that I could see made choices, including myself making bad choices and the ramifications. And and so it was hard for me to understand until I started to really, I, I learned a lot about anger from a book that I read. And and to understand how anger is so destructive to us i used to think that anger was a necessary um defense you know if if i didn't feel my anger then i would be a doormat and just you know that was my story you know i i really saw myself that's how i saw myself in the world as someone who got taken advantage of so my anger was the one thing that you know was it, it was a positive thing in my mind before the spiritual awakening. And to change my, to change my belief system around um, resentment and how people behave and what, what anger is and how anger truly is a sickness was the key for me to really grasp the understanding that when I'm angry, not to revel in it, but to know that I'm sick when I'm in that anger and that I'm, I'm suffering and those people who are angry towards me and doing doing me harm in defense of themselves are really very sick and they're suffering. They're not in a good place. So where's the where's the good place to be? Like where's the sweet spot in life is to be resentment free and to feel love in my heart. And that's the best place to be—to just feel like I love other people and and to feel free from resentment. So I'm really grateful for this step, and I'll keep I'll keep listening. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Chrissy G. <clears throat> Excuse me, Vasa O. It's your turn.
6: Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive, over either from Foxborough, Massachusetts. Thank you for everybody's service this morning. It's a, it's a good reminder to be working on the fourth step here with all of you. I need to be re- reminded where I came from and where I am today. And how did I identify that I was a sick person and I could identify with people when I started going to the meeting. And even when I surrendered to God with the food, even when I had a spiritual experience with God, even though I was abstinent for weeks or months, I was still stuck in the resentment, dishonesty, crit- criticism, self-pity, jealousy. I went through the character defects all the way down, intolerant, fearful, um, hateful, envious, jealous. And uh, I was ready. My sponsor was hearing about my character defects, my unhappiness. And then she said, well, you're ready for step four right now. Start writing. And uh and I did it another way, and I did it this way, and I'm so grateful. This was, it was just more simple, easy way, easier way to do. And uh, I was stuck. I was really stuck there, and I remember thinking, well, if I'm abstinent, I don't know why I have to do the other steps because that's all I wanted to come. I, I came in Overeaters Anonymous. I just wanted to put the food down and get in, and then leave the program. Well, I realized I needed to I came for the vanity and say for the sanity, thank you God." And I've been in program for many decades in this, in this program. I mean, I'm always learning, and I'm always growing and here and healing and getting uh, set free from food. And um, I didn't realize how really sick I was, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And this is where it says, though we did not like the symptoms of the sick, pe- sick people. That made us angry. We were like them. So when I once I started looking at myself and I said, "Oh my God, I'm just like them." But thank you, God, I am in recovery. And I did try to bring some of those people in recovery. They were not willing. They didn't want it. So I stayed. Thank you, and I
0: passed. And thank you very much, Flossa. Oh. Okay, we'll open up the lines again and please just say your name once and I'll get them down Janice. as best I can.
11: This is Hello. Larry.
0: Anyone else?
12: Leia S. Janice
5: M.
0: Amy Amy T. Morning. Okay, let me just go. Morning. I heard a bit of a flutter there, so let's see who we have. I have Janice M., Larry K., Leah S., Irini, and Lori M. And I guess I missed, you at T. At the, I? You missed Amy T. Okay, great. Let's just start with that because that's quite a few people. I have Janice M., Larry K., Leah S., Irini, Amy G and
13: Lori M. Let's try that lineup and we'll see if we fit everybody in.
0: Okay, Janice, would you like to start us off please?
13: Yes, thank you so much, Lenas, and I apologize for I didn't know if you heard me. This is Janice M and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, you know, like like was said, these resentments take up so much space in my head and I cannot get rid of them myself. It's impossible. I tried. I can't do it myself. So we know that the solution is always a higher power. It has to be. It has to be because I don't have that power. So, you know, now we're going to look for a new idea. Now, this says, I love what it says, this was our course. Now, it's our course of action. Action to do what? So this is very clear Instructions, because you know, I hear. I mean, I take calls, and you know, I hear sponsees, and and I don't hear the instructions. I mean, maybe they just don't remember to do these resentment prayers. That's the first action to do after you do. You know, you write them down. You get the second column. You get the third column. Before you even get to the fourth column, I have to remind the sponsees, the people that I guide, that we have to continuously pray. In the resentment prayer, which is the sick man's prayer, but in addition, I highly recommend page five fifty-two, the very first paragraph. I've done it, it. It tells us that if you want to get rid of the resentment, I'm just paraphrasing. If you want to get rid of the resentment, pray, pray for their health, pray for their their um, their health, their wealth, and their prosperity. Okay, the um. And it will be relieved. It says do it for two weeks, even if you don't mean it. Maybe you have to do it for more than two weeks. I know I did that with my father's third wife. I said, oh, my sponsor said, pray for the person. I said, then the resentment will be lifted. I said, me, pray for her? She's the one that's going to blah, 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 blah. And you know, it worked. So this is a very important instruction and direction. Do you see? And this is the course of action that we begin with. Then later on, we're going to we're going to treat them like sick people, and then it's going to tell us two other directions as we read tomorrow to avoid arguments and look at our own part. We have to do this before because, see, when we ask for help, my higher power is going to reveal to me my part because I don't even know my part yet. I'm seeing. Yes, and um, so I highly suggest that we recommend that rec- resentment prayer also, page 552. And thank you very much. Pass now.
0: Thank you, Janice M. Larry K. it's your turn. And Leah S., you're up next.
11: Hey, Lynn. Good morning. Um, can you hear me okay, Lynn?
0: Yes, we can. Thank
11: you. Okay, good, 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 good. Larry K. recovered uh, compulsive overeater uh, from Chicago. You know what we're reading here, it reminds me of a few things. you know i've I've heard it said, "Hurt people hurt people." I mean, I mean, that's how pain patterns get get passed on uh, generation after generation after generation. You know, perhaps someone's abused, they become the abuser how How does that happen? Well, you know. God came to me through my wounds. I was hurt. And that's how I, I, I began to hurt other people, perhaps. And I can't think my way out of that one. I sure in the heck tried. Couldn't do it. I needed God's help. You know, reflecting back, I know that God has changed me. I'm still a broken person because I'm a human. But I, for some reason now, through this process, this practical program of action, God has imbued in me perhaps more compassion. So now, you know, to break that chain, you know, I I have the ability through the grace of God to meet anger with sympathy, you know, uh, contempt with compassion most of the time, cruelty with kindness. You know, can I greet the grimaces that I'm faced with with smiles? Can I do that? Can I, can I forgive a little bit easier without looking to find fault? See, what this program of action teaches me, among many things, is, is that love is the weapon of my future. You know, that, that's what it is here. It's not it's, putting the food down. That was a great thing, boy. That was a great thing. Losing weight, oh, great thing. It's the least of the gifts I've been given today. Not to diminish the importance anyway, because if you're three, four, five hundred pounds, that's a big thing, huh? But it's the least, I can tell you emphatically, it's the least of what I've been given today by the grace of God. Believe me, it doesn't compare with the ability to meet contempt with compassion. Thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry K. Leah S., it's your turn. And Irene, you're up next.
12: Thank you so much. I must say, Janice and Larry, you took the words out of my mouth. (laughs) Okay, so so really, uh, when a person is is angry at me and I'm getting lashed at, and this is like in a public place, and wow, my anger gets really, really bad. Why are you doing this? And not only why are you doing this, but why are you doing this in public? And then all of a sudden, I remember that this program is teaching me exactly compassion. And again, uh, just like Janice said, on page 552, I pray for them because obviously they are doing whatever they're doing because they are hurt. They are, and that's the compassion, and that's the understanding, and that's the empathy that 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 automatically comes by having God in mind, by having the the love in mind that we're going to turn this situation around when when someone yells at me very, very uh with intensity. Uh, and I'm pausing, and I'm bringing God into it, and I'm just assessing the situation, and I'm sort of smiling and saying, "This is what is what's going on it re it sort of a dis, um, it it doesn't it doesn't the situation doesn't seem so intense anymore, and it calms down everyone by my reaction. And, and then again, with the sick man's prayer, yes, if, they, if you're going to pray for them to have compassion, if you're going to pray for them to become, uh, uh, to become a, a God-fearing person, then you're not going to get this, this kind of outlash anymore. So it even pays to, to pray for the other person. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Leah S. Irini, it's your turn, and Amy G., you'll be next.
14: Thank you, Lynn. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God, for always taking care of all of us. So hmm, here we are. Um, How am I practicing step three? You know, I I just started replacing fear with faith to free me so I can be guided by God. How would he have me be to take action in pausing and praying? You know, I'm starting to have to be equipped with the principles of steps one through three, honesty, hope, and faith. And now with step four, my goodness, I'm practicing the principle of courage. You know, I need to learn to practice to only have expectations on God and not on myself and others. You know, I'm starting to see differently so I can start living differently on my spiritual path. I'm starting to practice compassion and love that doesn't come from my nature, but comes from God. And this is why I need God because I can't and God can. Therefore, we all can together in partnership and with our guiding force. So I'm practicing a new vocabulary and I'm putting it into practice. Bless him, change me. Are you kidding me? I mean, how can I be helpful to him? You know, I see the word S-I-C-K on their forehead, and I start to practice honesty. Yes, I too am sick, but thank you, God. Thanks be to God, being washed over with gratitude that I have a program, and they do not. I am connected to God and my fellows, and they are not. So I am practicing to identify and not compare. I'm starting to pray to ask God, to, to, um, to ask him in my prayers to help me and to show me the same tolerance, pity, and patience towards the people that I was angry and had resentments. I'm asking in prayer, please save me from me, from being angry, and thy will be done. And what does that mean? It means, so be it. I'm asking for wisdom to do the right thing, to be truthful and honest and, and no longer live in my lives. I am requesting a prayer, what I need in that moment to set things right. Um, I'm asking to be aligned my will with God's will. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find, Knock on doors, and they shall be open. This is. Action, action, action. It's a process of doing to change the way I think, feel, and do. And thank God that we have this program. It's a gift. It's an opportunity for all of us to become what we were meant to be, happy, peaceful, and loving. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Irene M. And Amy G., it's your turn, followed by Lauren N.,
14: Did you say Amy G? Yes, I did. Oh,
9: hi. Great, thanks. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Thank you so much for your service. Awesome meeting. Look, folks, I don't know about you, but they're not messing around here. In the last couple paragraphs around, uh, last couple paragraphs, you know, we're talking about things being fatal, infinitely grave, and it's because they drive us to eat or drink, and to do that is to die. And that it actually, these anger and this resentment have the power to kill. And it says, we saw that these resentments must be mastered, but how? We could not wish them away the any more than alcohol. And I don't know about you all, but coming to program, and even before Steps 4 and 5, I had no more power to wish away my anger and resentment. I'm like, I am like lived by those. I lived by that motto. You, do, <laughs> you hurt me, man. I'm never going to forgive you. I'm like the elephant. You know, I lived and fed off of, oh, if you did this to me, it gave me wonderful excuses to eat. And all these things, and I had to look at it from a different angle, as Kim G was talking about, and that was through the process of these wonderful steps, because I don't know about you, but I would look at this, and I would be, I was terrified as a newcomer going, how am I going to master this? How am I going to learn how to change how I'm thinking? But the power of these steps give us that opportunity to look at it from a different angle and see what is our part and change ourselves. We need a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery, and that's what I needed. I was thrilled with fear when I read these paragraphs, but I realized that through the process of working those steps, I was able to change how I was thinking and realizing what my anger and resentments were doing to me. And I was able to make that change through the process of giving that to my higher power and working these steps. It was so empowering to me to understand that there was a way to think and react differently to life because I knew I had to change, but I didn't know how. I had surrendered to who and what I was as a compulsive overeater, but I knew I had to change. And this idea of bless them change me, one of the most powerful prayers I've ever had in this program was the idea that I could no more judge anyone else being as sick as I was. And the realization was that I could not change them, but boy, I better change myself or I would go back to the food. And to me, to eat, with to die. This is serious stuff, but it also has incredible power for us to change in this program, and
0: with that, I'll pass. And thank you, Amy G. And Lauren N., it's your turn.
15: Thank you, moderator. Thank you, everyone on the line. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, we can. Thank you.
15: This is Lauren N. from New York. Um, I say the... Um, this resentment prayer almost every day. Um, I say, bless them, change me. I try and remind, remember that constantly. I'm my, um, I live with a um, uh, my son who is 26 years old and is where I was seven eight nine years ago, and is obese and is in depression, and it is very sad to constantly see him in this pain, and I can do no more for him than he could have done for me when seven eight years ago when I didn't want to hear any of this stuff, so I don't I don't offer suggestions. I keep my mouth shut in ways that I never thought I could. And I constantly remind myself that he is sick and suffering. And I can change, I can only pray for him and change myself and be a better role model. And with that, I am so grateful, because sometimes there are little changes that are bring about that I see in him sometimes not, but I see them in myself in the in the kindness I'm able to give him when I have remind when I remember how sick and suffering. And I can remember how it's a constant reminder of how I was and how second supper, suffering I was. I could not pick up again because I will be dead if I do. And so with the grace of all these people, all you on the line, my fellows, fellowship in God, I hold on real tight. And with that, I'll
0: pass. Thank you, Lauren N. We have time for two or three more shares. Who would like those spots?
16: Melissa Say? Maramaska,
0: Margaret D. Okay, I heard Melissa C. And then there was a lady after Melissa. And I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name.
16: Margaret B.
0: Margaret. And there was another lady.
16: Yes, Miriam Rifka from New Jersey.
0: Okay, let's try those three. Melissa C., Margaret. And I'm still sorry, I'm, I'm not catching your name, the, la- the last lady.
3: It's Miriam Miriam,
0: Mariam. okay, thank you. Thank you. Got it now. Thank you very much. Melissa C., would you like to start us off, please, followed by Margaret?
3: Hi.
17: Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you for your service. Good morning. It's Melissa C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. And, um, you know, if, if we're to live free, we have to be free of anger. And, you know, it tells me here the anger that other people can indulge in you know, is a luxury that is not for me. Um, Just like other people can eat with impunity and get relief from impunity, I cannot, you know, and so I can argue that fact. I can stay attached to, like, this old tired line, like, it's not fair. Um, Or I can even forget, you know, sometimes and join in when others are mad and get right in there with them. Um, And for me, it seems to come up a lot at work. you know, like being in a union, it seems like there's a lot of righteous um, anger and I can jump in there. But, you know, way back in step one, I admitted defeat. And I admitted and came to this clear conclusion that I am different from others. You know, I have this disease of compulsive overeating. And so, no, I am not like other people. And what works for them does not work for me. It will kill me. So, um, You know, so I must have another way of, of handling um, and dealing when situations um, bring apart, you know, bring apart resentment from me. So whether it's anger at people or at institutions or at um, principles, you know, things that annoy me, um, I have to have another way of looking at it. And so, one thing that's really helped me tremendously is um i must i must learn from it if i don't learn from me from this lesson i'm going to have to learn it again and again i'm going to have to experience it again and again and um and the other thing is if i can find love <laughs> you know then um then that's always the answer it's if i pray for patience Patience is good, but it seems like I keep getting more opportunities to practice patience. And if I pray for love, um, I get more opportunities to practice love. And I'd rather have opportunities to practice love um, than anything else, you know. And so if I look unaware or or somehow stupid or overly compliant or like a brown nose or a suck-up, I don't care anymore. Like I cannot live in anger just like I can't eat a cookie. And um, thank you. With that,
7: I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Melissa C. And Margaret, you're up next with Miriam after Margaret.
15: Um, Thank you very much. You know, I've really gotten a lot out of what I've heard so far, and um, I just want to thank my higher power for putting all this together. It's so awesome. Um, Further on in the big book, it talks about, Um, getting in touch or contacting or whatever um, different religious people and it says be quick you know ask them for recommendations about books and stuff like that and it says be quick to see where they're right Um, so there was an individual that also was a compulsive eater he was in a um, he was a religious leader in the faith and he told us one time, and I saw this later on in a in um, the For Today book, but it said that there's a simple prayer, and it was simply, when you got into that kind of a situation, the prayer was, I love you, I bless you, I release you to your own indwelling um, vision of Christ. And I find
14: that whenever...
15: You know, I'm tempted to jump into the cesspool of um he did it, he's guilty, it wasn't my fault, whatever that that prayer kind of just comes to the surface every so often, and it's so peaceful just to release whatever it is. you know I love you, I bless you, I release you to your own indwelling of Christ. So, anyways, that's all I wanted to share, and I hope everybody has an awesome day. And welcome, welcome, welcome to all the newcomers.
0: With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret and Miriam Rifka. We're short on time, so if you could go for two minutes, maybe that would be perfect.
16: Absolutely. Thank you so much. This is Miriam Rifka, a full compulsive eater in New Jersey. I just wanted to share my experience with this part of the big book. I'm going through this section now with my sponsor, and she had recommended that I say this prayer if I encounter someone who is offending me. And I had an experience this weekend with a family member with an issue that comes up all the time, and it always ends up with me losing my temper. And completely lashing out at this person. And this time instead I went into another room. And I said, perhaps this person is spiritually sick. How can I be helpful to her? God save me from being angry. Thy will be done. And I I don't even know. Like I didn't plan it. But I walked into the room and I said to her. I said, I want to be helpful to you. But I don't know how. I don't know what you want me to do. Can you tell me how I can help? And the miracle is she did, and we had a beautiful conversation, and it was just such a positive interaction, and it really blew me away because I can't tell you how many times this same situation ended up in such a horrible place. And I look forward to seeing more miracles in this program, and I'm so grateful for, for all of you, and thank you for this opportunity to share. And I'll pass. And
0: thank you, Miriam Rivka. And thank you to everyone who shared, and thanks to everybody who participated in the meeting today, especially Marietta P., Rebecca B., Rachel W., Deb W., and Lisa H. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share idea for today, Tuesday, July 11th, is 10138. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Deb W. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
18: Good morning. This is Deb W. recovered in Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.